There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, hey, hey. Our test is in the stands. But if y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna oh, freeze. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> another week another points in the paint podcast sponsored by stadium stadium's number one nba podcast i'm ben Wittenstein. i of course am zach badger house always in the house what's good boy i'm excited nba finals are here man it's our nba finals preview episode it's kind of bittersweet though we only get one of these a year we only yeah but that only means that the season about to come to an end that's true you know what i'm saying you know that's that's sad you know what i'm saying get the violin going cue the violin because it's gonna be a sad you know like three months before we get right back into another season but before this season ends we gotta let y'all know you know subscribe points in the paint podcast yeah off season we're gonna have tons of interviews we're gonna be talking to teams team reporters the whole nine like we did last se- like we did last year yeah, a little team preview season. action going team on previews we're gonna have the whole shebang we're gonna have an nba draft episode with jeff goodman we're gonna have yeah. agency talk so just because the nba season is coming to an end does not mean you won't see these faces or hear these lovely voices anymore after the NBA Finals are over. Yeah, that could be good or bad, depending on how you view us. So either way, <laughs> we'll be here. We'll be getting out content. Everything, yes. we'll be doing a bunch of stuff NBA Finals related as well. I may make a TikTok if you want to be in the TikTok. I don't know first thing about making good TikToks. I don't know if you want to dance. I don't know if we should dance. I don't know the rules, but I'm going to try to figure it out and make uh, some content for TikTok for the NBA Finals. I need to. You know what I'm saying? I've just been I've been told time and time again, Zach, you need to get on TikTok. You need to get on TikTok. You know, that's where it's at. Yep. I got to just go ahead and just dive into it. I got the proper phone. You know, I got the phone with all the cameras, the yeah. multitude of camera lenses and all of that. I probably need to get me one of those one of those uh, tripods with the circle light. So every you know, <laughs> yeah, you gotta look good. All that, you someone, gotta look good. Someone was even telling me, being that there's even like a remote you can have for your phone, really, to queue up for your videos for TikTok. So. We're going to have a whole studio in the house is what's going to end up happening. <laughs> we're going to like. room that's a studio. We're going to do makeup and everything. It's going to have to look good. We're going to be producers. Just going to be great. our own media company, basically, yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Just Zach and Ben Media Company, yeah, where you know. we dance terribly and just give out insane NBA takes. I think that, that'll make it. It'll be good. Uh, but we got the NBA Finals, Zach. Yep. It's the Finals preview episode of the Point to the Pain podcast. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the conference finals. Just ma- basically Jimmy Butler is what we want to talk about eventually. But we'll start with one big thing and our one big thing of the week. We each got something for the NBA Finals coming up. My one big thing of the week is I'm between a rock and a hard place because a rock and a hard place. <laughs> I honestly don't know who to root for, not because I like both teams, but mm-hmm. because I really don't like either team. And I think I dislike the Warriors a little bit less, but they've had their time in the sun. They've won championships. They were great. They had the dynasty. And you have the Celtics. Don't really like Boston. Don't really like the Celtics. I like some of the guys on each team, yep. but as a team, as a whole, their fan bases, everything they brought and meant to Boston. the NBA – 
I can't. I can't get on board. <laughs> I can't get on board with, with either team winning here. <laughs> well, I can roll with at least the Boston Celtics winning. You know, what I'm saying I got them winning in seven. You know, what I'm saying we'll get into that. You know, a little later, but at plus six hundred, if you know you feeling, feeling juicy, yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> but I mean, I can't root for the Warriors just off the strength of like. Now, granted, I probably could root for the Warriors because of Draymond Green being from my hometown, you yeah. know, from Saginaw, Saginaw Pride. So I probably could and probably should root for the Golden State Warriors. But they got them two light-skinned brothers on, on the team, man. And I just can't be rolling with uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. And I even like Clay Thompson. Yeah. But Wardell, y'all know how I feel about Wardell. You're I not a Steph roll. guy. Okay, I can't roll with Wardell. Everybody just think, oh, he's the baby face. Uh, you know, he, Mr. Innocent. No. He out there ripping people hearts out, <laughs> one three pointer at a time. Yeah, he don't wash his hands. He just snatching food. Yeah, like he, I can't. And you do hate it. that? I hate it for uh, sure. Okay. Definitely, bro. He out here just disrespecting dudes. You come down, shoot from half. Look at the other team bench. It go in like, bro. That's disrespectful. Like if I'm an NBA player, opposing player, I gotta foul him. Like immediately, I can't just let Steph come down, shoot like three shots in a row. They all go in. You have to. We have to foul. Time out ain't gonna be good enough. Yeah, no, I, I get that viewpoint. I don't know, man. He's just fun. He's going to be fun, and I don't know. We're definitely not going to see the. Fun about that. We're not. You don't. You're not a big three point guy. I know that. No, you're the, it you're ain't the, even you're that. The anti analytic man. It, it's not even that though, Ben. It's just like there's nothing nice about Wardale. What is nice about Steph? What is what is fun about? Okay, it's you don't. All, you don't no, like the three point shot. Games. It's all fun and games with Wardale and Clay Thompson. Oh. You remember what Clay Thompson did in the United Center? That's uh, cool. That, no, is that, okay? that felt bad. Uh, that, that hurt. Okay? Okay. No, that's not good. <laughs> it's not okay. But the Bulls are the Bulls are in Cancun right now. They're hanging out. They're chilling. So it doesn't affect me or my team at this point. Uh, I wouldn't mind him going off against the Celtics, but I get it. I get it. He can he, he can show Bo, which I'm fine with. No, I ain't fine with that. Threes. I'm fine with that too. It's just Do like, it. bro, I, as a player, I mean, as a person that wants to see other players eat. On the opposing team, and you just constantly watch Steph Curry come down three-quarters court practically and just, like, fire up a three that goes in, look into the crowd or the layups and the shimmy, and it's just like, no. You're done. This You've is disrespectful. Enough. He out here disrespecting the opposing team, and everybody's out here glitz and glamour acting like that's nice and okay. It's not okay. Yeah, <laughs> see, I think at that point, for me, the reason I don't really want the Warriors to win is we've seen it. We we've gone through it. That we've seen too. it three times. It's yep. it's happened. It's great. It was fun at the time. It was fun series. It's it. That's done. Let's let's have someone new. I, I like a new finals winner every single year. And you know the Warriors winning would be different than last year, but it's not different. You know it's the same. Yep. So the Celtics. I, I hate I hate to root for the Celtics. I hate it. Me Everything too, in my bones as a Bulls fan, as an NBA fan, I don't want the Celtics to have any good Success, come of them. Yeah. But it would be cool to see like Jason Tatum, Tatum get a ring. And Brown and Al Horford. Shout see, out to the see Horford OG get a Al ring. Horford because I feel like I feel yeah. like if the Celtics win, Ben, he gonna retire. He has nothing else, yeah. nothing else to really play for. Al Horford, you know what I'm saying? He's been in the league since like 2007, about 13, 14 years in the league. You know what I'm saying? You didn't reach this high level, this point in your career with these with these two young superstars. You know what I'm saying you guys go out on top. I think he can hang. I think Al Horford could hang it up after this if yeah. they win. I can see it. I can see him doing that. I mean, he was so emotional when they got to the finals, yeah. and, and you know it means a lot. First finals, it's it means a lot to the guy. And so if he wins, he's probably like, yeah, I'm it. That's it. That's it for me. I'm done. So I would like to see him win. All right, what's your one big thing? Because it does have to do with the Celtics. It does. And, you know, I'm just riding that ship until it sinks. And I think everybody's aware of that. I mean, we go back, what, a few weeks ago 
all the way into the second round, uh, my winner of the Milwaukee Bucks Boston Celtics series again. I'm gonna say it again. The winner of that series was gonna win the NBA championship. I wholeheartedly felt that way. I'm so happy that the Celtics are still in this. So you thing. just want them to make you look smart. <laughs> so you I just, just want to make you look good. smart. Yeah, yeah there I just got to go. look good at the end of the day, being it. So if the Celtics can go ahead and win this series in seven, I'd be super pleased. I think they match up well. A lot of people are saying Warriors in six. I heard someone say Warriors in five. I'm like, wow. So y'all only gonna give. Ooh. This team, this Boston Celtics one team, game. one game against this Golden State Warriors team. Take. Now, I know, I know the Warriors team, you know what I'm saying, with Dre, Steph, and Clay, and Steve Kerr at the helm coaching the team. We know that we've seen that picture time and time again. They've made the finals, you know, six of the last eight years, obviously three times with Kevin Durant. But it's just like – what they did on the other side of the map over there in the Northeast in yeah. Boston, bro, they beat Kevin Durant and Kyrie. The reward for that is to be the defending champ in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, they, they've been through the grinder. And then your reward for that being is you got to play the number play, one yeah. defensive team in the Eastern Conference. There you go. So I feel like at this point they've played and have reached, you know, so many – obstacles and climb through them all is to the point where now it's like they've seen it all they've done it all and their route has been more difficult than the Warriors I think the Warriors are going to be the ones that are going to catch the first punch and we'll have to see how they'll respond interesting yeah I mean I I have Golden State winning game one but I, I can see you know Boston always seems to do well when the pressure isn't necessarily on them and game one, no one's expecting him to win. They're coming off a of game yep. seven. They're going on the road. They have less rest than the Warriors. All of the signs, every single one, yep. points towards the Celtics losing game one, which means they're probably going to win, <laughs> which means <they're> probably, <laughs> Tatum's going to have 35, 40 points. Brown's going to have 25 and like four three-pointers. That probably is what's going to end up happening. And I'm going to bet the Warriors, which means the <laughs> Celtics are definitely going to win. Well, we'll get into who I'm going to bet for that first <laughs> game one a little later. But like I said, the whole the whole series, four to three, Boston and seven, is what I'm going to roll with. Because, number one, we want all the basketball we can get, right? Yeah, give us that's seven. The, that's the main after, thing. After the crappiness of the East Conference Finals, both series, I need an extension. Give me everything. I need every give game. It. I need every game. I need every game to be a close game. Yeah, I need, I need game winning, seven game winning shots. Oh, Seven game oh, winning yeah. shots. You try to have overtime, folks, you triple overtime. Their, their heart beating through, yeah. the, through their chest. Well, with. see, no, this is my cardio. My cardio for the summer is betting NBA Finals games and hoping they're close. You're going to have a heart attack. That's my workout routine <laughs> for the summer. Let's start throwing some people in jail. One person in jail. Right to jail. This, this ain't is, even an athlete right here. This is, or this a coach. Is, this is a take. This is a take. It is. Interesting. And I hope I don't get fired for this. <laughs> this is a take because you're calling out a a fellow sports journalist. Yes, I'm calling out a sports journalist who was trying to sell a narrative. People now, so this isn't really her. This is more the narrative. Let's go back. We're throwing the narrative in jail. Yes. Then, well, then yeah. Well, I guess we're throwing the narrative in, in jail. And the person who tried to spew out the narrative, so she got to be in there for for a couple of days. She got to spend a weekend in there, if you will. And that's the legend. Hannah Storm, you know what I'm saying? I know pretty people have heard of Hannah Storm. You know, since she's a sports anchor at uh, at ESPN, and she does a wonderful job throughout the 20-plus years she's been there, obviously. She was filling in for someone on a show, and the day after Game 7, Ben, she just persisted to ask the question, was Jimmy Butler right or wrong for taking the three-point shot 
at the end of that game as opposed to driving to the basket and they were only down two and they could have tied the game. Yep. And everyone on her panel told her repeatedly that you can take that shot because Jimmy Butler, he had played all the whole game. We'll get into the, the, the details of it. But I was on board with everyone on the panel. So everyone, it was like three people on the panel, Ben. And everyone said yes. Jimmy Butler can take that shot. It's not a bad shot. We missed the shot. We were talking about a completely different scenario, so on and so forth. I agreed with that, but she just persisted to try to sell the narrative that, oh, well, Jimmy only shoots 29% on pull-ups, et cetera, et cetera. No one cares about none of that, man. Don't <laughs> nobody care about that in the in the heat of the moment, in the three in the in You're the not three, a stats guy. In the, the, in the heat of the moment, in the competitiveness of a game, no one, no athlete in their brain or in their thought process is thinking about any type of stats in the flow of a basketball game, in the in a in the flow of a heat of the moment a yeah. sport. Yeah, no, any that's sport. true. That's like, true. There was that definitely wasn't going through his mind, and we will obviously talk about this because it's in Dunker tonight, which I wanted to do. <laughs> but it, it is it, it's interesting because that shot really lit up the entire NBA universe. You know, should you take that shot? Should you not? And I really think there's valid reasons on both sides. There are. There, each side, I think, has a valid reason, one or the other. But it also is one of those things, and I was texting some friends about this, where it's one of those shots where if you do think it's a bad shot, it's one of those things where it's like it's a bad shot because he missed. Right? That's if, it. If he makes That's it, it, bro. That's literally it. I'm glad you said it, that. If he makes it. It's a good shot. Yeah, Al Horford on his heels. Yep. He had some space. Hey, ooh, we talk about that's it. Space, you know, yep. it's that. That's what it is. Yep. Um, and we can let's just do it because we can do this part of Dunker and I. We, I want to do serious predictions and like predictions for everything for these yep. games. But let's just get this out of the way because this is the talking point everyone's talking about. Are we dunking or denying Jimmy Butler's three point shot? And it seems like we're both dunking with it. I'm dunking with it. I can live with it, bro. I honestly, yep. I can honestly live with. Jimmy Butler taking that shot to try to go up one and win that game. I can live with that, especially if you've played every minute of the whole game and you played 46 minutes the game before that. So you done played a grand total of what? 46 plus 48 is what? 104? That's some tired legs, yeah. I don't even think – is that right? Is that 100? Is that 46 plus 48? Uh, let me do the quick math in my head. Did I do don't right? think so. Did I do that right? I don't think I did. We'll do – what's fine. All right, it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> So I'm pretty he, sure it's like 93, but yeah, that's Yeah, he played fine. the whole – bro. Yeah, you're right. He played the whole game, and it was just like there's no way he could play five more minutes. There's no way. They're well, going to lose in overtime, I felt like, if, yes. if, uh, if they had to go. Miami, he had to go to overtime, I feel like they would have lost. But also, what happened every time the Heat made a run in that game? Celtic made a run right back. That's true. He were making a run, and they were really making a run. And as everyone who knows any basketball game knows, it's a game of runs, and teams are going to have their own runs. The Heat yep. having a run going in overtime, yep. they're going to lose. Celtics are going to find their shot. They're going to figure out how to score. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to win in overtime. You're really not. It's where the dogs go to die, and they're the <laughs> underdog. That's where they went to die. Usually that's in college, but I think it's true in that NBA scenario. I am completely fine with him taking that shot. Thank I am. You. I am. And if he goes in, maybe he gets a foul. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe even misses the layup, doesn't get a call. And like, then it's like, yeah, you gonna put that and you gonna put that pressure. Come on, in that in that zebra shirt. I'm yeah, not putting. I'm not giving this game in the zebra. Yeah, shirt you gotta trust yourself. I'm not there. doing that. I just I'd rather take the shot and just live with it. Yep, hundred percent. I'm I'm okay with it. So we're both dunking with the shot. Yes. Um, let's yeah, let's just go through your you're dunking with Jimmy Butler's too. His efforts. You mentioned it. He yeah, played well. His, his overall efforts. Because I'm not a guy who's very high on Jimmy Butler. 
I think we all know that from podcasts in the past. We could play the uh, clips. Oh, two-way player. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's not. <laughs> you Uh-oh. mocking me? <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, no, I said the same thing. I said the same thing. Okay. I'm like, he's not a two-way player. He can't like, do it offensively. You know what I mean? And we're it's sitting so here looking like, like idiots. He averaged 25 in that series, shot well from the field, 47%. He did everything he could. You can basically run that same meme back from when they were in the bubble. Yeah. Because that's the type of performances he was putting on. He had at least five. Over. Yeah, he had at least five great. I won't great is a maybe a strong word, but I just go out and limit. So he had five great games in that Eastern Conference Final Series overall, and he averaged, like I said, like twenty five points, shot well from the field, and so I just wanted to give him some credit, show him some love, as you know, he's probably. I don't know where I would put Jimmy Butler in terms of like top ten or fifteen in the NBA, but where would you put Jimmy? Like, like when you saw that now, performance from Eastern Conference, like where would you place Jimmy? Top top fifteen. Top fifteen. I think thirteen through fifteen. Thirteen through fifteen, because it's like and then like I'm more of a person. You know how in baseball they have like the American League and the uh, National League, and you can kind of like break down the categories or like rankings whatever mm-hmm. in, in in baseball that way well I kind of, well a lot of people don't do it in the east and the west in the NBA but I like to, I like to do it that way I like to split it up sometimes and so for Jimmy in terms of like in the east I would put Jimmy probably a, he a top 10 player in the east top 8 player in the east yeah I would give him that because mm-hmm. Today, right now, I'm taking Jimmy Butler. There's a lot of guys I'm taking over James Harden. 100%. I'm taking so many. What did we say last week? We taking over James Harden? Uh, everyone. <laughs> I take it. I'd go down to the local park, pick out a couple guys. I'd take them over James Harden. To be quite yeah, honest. I'm just not high on James right now. He no. got to get that hammy right. He got to stay out of the club, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big face. Coffee, though. Jimmy, I can roll with big face. If we're talking also, if we want to do the entire NBA and IQ level, basketball intelligence, top 10 for sure. Jimmy? Jimmy, Jimmy top 10 for sure. Okay. And you'll there's guys in top ten of you know just in the league right now who their abilities are much better than Jimmy Butler's, but, but his they're will not as to smart. win, yeah, yeah. I just think yeah, their will to win not as smart. I, he's just a very he's a very intelligent player, um, and that's another reason why I trusted him taking that shot because I think he knew that was probably the best shot he could take. He had room, able to do it, trust himself. He's not a great three point shooter, we but it, but yeah. in the moment, in the moment, at you know yeah, you got to trust yourself. What are you denying? Playoff reformat. At least there were rumors about that being interesting. People, it's gonna be word on the street. It could have been for sure, but I'm just denying the idea of it. And a lot of people are going to well. There's been so many injuries in the NBA playoffs. What could be the solution for it? But a playoff reformat. How would that change anything, people? I don't think that would necessarily do anything for the NBA right now, especially with they don't need it. When you look at the reformat, what are you gonna do? One through sixteen, the one seed play the sixteen seed. This isn't college. Same college. And then like the travel aspect. People don't I think I think people never realize like the travel aspect of it all. So you want let's say the Lakers are sixteenth seed. No. I'll, I'll take it a step further because the Lakers are will be probably a better team next year. Let's say the Sacramento Kings are the sixteenth seed. And they gotta play the Boston Celtics. They're a number one seed next year. Mm-hmm. So you want you yeah, want that team to so fly. much travel. Yeah, you want them to fly way over there. And like that's not I don't think that's ideal. No. In terms of just like the scheduling 
and the traveling aspect of like reason like the one through sixteen and like you never know who will be placed where you're traveling east to west. You got you got. I mean, you're gonna have people Miami. Yeah, right. You're gonna have people on the east coast <laughs> having to see games that start at nine thirty ten, and then when they're on the east coast, it's gonna be starting at like four o'clock west con west western time. So yeah. it. That doesn't really funky. make sense. Mm-hmm. It, it's fun in theory, but the travel makes it hard. Travel makes it hard, and I don't, I don't, I don't like to travel. So I'd imagine they don't love to travel east west that many times. They might do it all three series. Like who mm-hmm. knows? And then one more thing: How do you feel about the idea of reducing the amount of games in a series? So from seven, so maybe not a a seven game series may not happen until the finals, but the other. <laughs> Eastern Conference semis in the first round all be five. Would you would you like that? I don't no. know if I would like that either. If they're gonna, I want them to re- reduce regular season games first. Thank reduce you. regular season, have same amount of playoffs. I mean, that's the more fun basketball, and anyway. it should be the better basketball. So have as many games of that as you can. Make the regular season 68? Yeah, 68, 68 games. I don't know what, what the numbers they've been talking about, 68, 64. 60 or more, probably. Between 60 and 70, I think it's fine. I think 68 I think is, that's fine. I think 68 is a fair number. You're 14 fewer games? Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm cool with, with 68. Have fewer back-to-backs. You Because you can reduce 10 games. You can make it 72. That's That'd be fine, I guess. I wouldn't have a problem with that either. But That's what? Two fewer weeks? Something like that? Yeah. Two, two, two fewer and a half. weeks. Yeah. Get some guys, you know, some more legs. But it's just like, at the end of the day, some of these guys got to take better care of themselves. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, figure it out. I was AD, a, figure it out. I was watching a podcast yesterday, and a player, not a basketball player, but a football player was talking about just how much money they spend on their bodies. And we all know LeBron spends like a million plus on his. Yeah. You got to put that – you want to be great, you got to put, put that in effort in, put yeah. that time in, put that money in, that investment in your body. 100%. Uh, let's get into predictions, uh, and then we'll get into word on the street, and then you have your bets that we mm-hmm. wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. But let, let, let's just do quick predictions for the NBA Finals. Okay. And we can predict anything. It could go player predictions, series predictions, game predictions. Uh, and, I, and I do think – I I don't know if I have a full prediction. I'm not fully behind this prediction. I want to say Golden State in seven. Scared. He's running scared. I am terrified because I, I – again <laughs> – I don't like either of these teams, so for me to pick a side is just the worst. It doesn't make me feel good. But I do think Golden State will probably win, and okay. I think it'll go seven. I'm more I'm more convinced it'll go seven games than them actually than winning. Golden State actually winning, but That's I do fine. think it goes seven. I'm on the same board as you, but I gotta stick hard with the uh Boston Celtics with your for pick. sure yeah. to go seven games. You know, saying Boston and seven. But I'm on the I'm on the same with you. I'm I think it's gonna go seven. I just I am not too positively 100% sure the Celtics will win. Now I want the Celtics to win by all means. Got to look smart. Got to look smart, you know what I'm yeah. saying? The winner of the Celtics and the Bucks series are going to win the NBA championship. <laughs> I'm sticking by that. I'm so glad that the Celtics are still here because they still got a chance to have me out here looking 100% correct. Yeah, thanks Dallas Mavericks. Team. They didn't do that for me. Oh, well, I yeah. said Dallas was winning that series. <laughs> That's kind of why I need to ride with the Warriors now. I'm like, all right, Warriors screwed me once. Shame on me. Screw me twice. Shame on them. They're yeah, not that's, that's not true. happening. No, that's true. That's true. So hopefully you know, Tatum gets it done. Uh, who do you think the most important player has to be between both teams in this series, though? Um, I think Clay. Clay for the Warriors. Okay. Clay for the Warriors. Why? Steph's going to get his. He's going to get his opportunities. We okay. we know what he brings. Uh-huh. Draymond, we you know we know what he brings, and and he's going to get his. He's going to get his defensively for the most part. He's going to rile the Celtics up probably, um, and he'll get his rebounds at least in defensive ability. I think it's Clay Thompson who's going to make a big difference because if Clay is hitting, 
defensively, it is going to be very difficult for the Celtics because you know they're going to be doubling Steph, be blitzing Steph, hedging on him a lot defensively. I think if, if Clay is shooting well and he's moving well, it makes the Warriors it goes them from being a really, really good team to the great upper echelon dynasty teams. And if he shoots well and he finds a shot for the rest of the series, if he's game six clay for the entire series, Warriors are winning this. They may they may sweep if he's like that. And that's what we don't need. But I think Robert Williams I have two players, but they're on the same team. Okay. Uh, Robert Al, Williams was going to be my Celtics guy. Robert Williams and Al Horford are very pivotal in this series. Yep. Very pivotal. Pivotal Because, Al, number one, Robert Williams, they need him just for the interior presence on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, especially on the offensive side. Because we obviously know that the Warriors are going to go small at some point where they're not going to have Looney in the game and it's going to be Dre running the five. So, to counter that, Ime Udoka, I know he's not going to be out here with no small ball nonsense. He may do it at times, but he, I know for sure Al Horford or Robert Williams will be in the game at same t- uh, at, at some point in the game. I don't think he's going to not have a big out of the game. I don't care if it's Daniel Tice out there. Somebody got to be yeah. out there. I mean, they got to make sure Kayvon Looney doesn't get the boards. Exactly. He's going to be all over the all rebounds. All over the glass, especially because like you don't want to have that scenario where you look at the box, you look at the box score and you see Looney with 12, 14, 15 rebounds. Yep. So you got to have a Robert Williams healthy or an Al Horford out there to just counter that. And I think both of those guys have the ability to be out on the perimeter switching and doing everything. But this is a defensive matchup. Like these, 100%. This, like, this top two defensive be, teams in the league. This is going to be chess pieces moving around, man. This is a defensive matchup. I really think that people are underestimating what the Celtics' ability to do. And I don't understand it, bro. We saw Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving lose to this team, not win a game, struggle. Yeah. We're talking about two of the most, like, one-of-one one iso ball players we've ever seen. Like, they, we know they know how to put the ball in the rim, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. But if you see a matchup zone where you got Pitbull, Marcus Smart, on ball, and then you got a help side and Jalen Brown and Tatum, or vice versa, you got Tatum on ball and you got an active guy like Marcus Smart hedging over, to try to help on yeah. defense, yeah. like, bro, that can get annoying after a while. So, like, we all know that the motion is going to be there with the Warriors in terms of just, you know what I'm saying, getting guys to move around. You know, Steph's going to run probably 500 miles into that game. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying, if they can just keep it keep it balanced on the defensive side of the ball, the Celtics with Robert Williams and Al Horford being able to switch a lot and often, I think they'll be in good shape. I also think pace. Pace is going to be really important, uh, especially for the Celtics, because mm-hmm. we see when they are either ahead by a lot or they're losing, they feel like their backs are against the wall, they speed up. They they rush, and they don't play well when they're rushing. You'll, Tatum will take some dumb shot. Marcus Smart will take a random three with like 12 seconds left on the shot clock. And it's one of those things you look at like, why are you rushing? You're taking really bad shots. You're not thinking through your offense. And you lose the lead that way. That's how we see them lose a bunch of leads, and that's how they aren't able to get leads back. Yeah. So if they are able to keep their heads – and not force dumb shots and really play at their own pace, mm-hmm. they'll be good. But okay. they they lose games and they lose leads because they just start playing at weird paces. They try to speed things up and rush shots, and it's never a good look. Mm-hmm. They have to play at their own pace. Yeah, I think so too. And if the Warriors somehow try to speed the Celtics up. Yeah, I'm sure they will. 
I think that actually may be in the Celtics' favor. I think I mean they're okay. They're they're fine at playing fast. They they can play fast. I just I don't know if it's their preferred. It's not super preferred for them. Okay. They're like they're middle of the road for pace, you know, and okay. and possessions per game. Okay. It's Golden State. They're they're very similar teams pace wise. But I mean, if you're playing up pace, I would all, I would think the Warriors are the advantage there. They because they can. It depends if they're hitting their threes, right? Because during transition they like to just fire them off. They they like to go to the corners and just hit threes. Well, you would just hope that my biggest thing too is like the Celtics are literally at their best when Jalen Brown is attacking down yep. hill. Yep. When Same he's with Tatum. going down, but more so with Brown, bro. When when Brown is going downhill, he literally can't be stopped. Like no yeah. one can literally stay in front of him. If he just continues to attack and attack and attack and just get the defense to just collapse in. Every coach says that. When a defense collapses, there's so many him. more options and opportunities now. Yep. And now there's different mismatches throughout the games. And there's so much that could transpire once a defense is collapsed. And you know who loves to see that? Tatum being at six foot ten as he drives to the basket. Yep. Now we can't settle for those step back threes no, as many that's as not he how you does win. in the series. Like you gotta work that mid range in between game and look to see that from the Warriors. A lot of people notice that the Warriors are the Splash Bros and the pool party. They're shooting all the threes, et cetera, et cetera. Well, listen here. Them light-skinned boys, <laughs> they're going to be out there <laughs> shooting the midi, 18-footer, 17-footer, 15-footer, because the three-point shot is full go, is fool's go. You know what I mean? It's fool's go. Yeah, them boys, they get them up. Don't get me wrong. They get them up 10-plus attempts a game. But they for sure knock down those mid-range shots in pivotal moments. Pool, Thompson. And Steph Curry. Word on the street. Mm. What's the word on the street? And now word on the street. Word on the street, man. Jerome, word on the street. Benjamin, did you hear? Word on the street. Did I hear? What did I hear? The LA Lakers got a new coach. They do. They got a new coach. LeBron certified? LeBron certified, too. He that. checked it off. He wrote it off. Look he at you. Somebody, was it cool with him first? Yeah, it was Got to cool. be cool with he LeBron. Got the, no, he got, the, he got the okay. Lakers got the okay from Brian Brown. All right. You know what I'm saying? Darvin Ham, former assistant for the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, we talked about Smart this move. on the last podcast, whether or not he should get the job. I said he should, and he did. And so I'm happy for that. And Draymond Green, another Saginaw native, was happy to see a Saginaw native and Darvin Ham received that job Look at that. and you he guys talked, are going places and he just talked about how being from Saginaw you know what I'm saying a small city like that only like 50,000 people at best being from that town being from that city it gives a young kid hope you know what I'm saying you see something like that from that small town anything is possible like you come from Saginaw you never would have thought a guy from Saginaw would be coaching the Los Angeles Lakers like the most Pivotal franchise in NBA history, like the like the franchise for the NBA. Obviously, Lakers and the Celtics, but the Lakers a global franchise. Like everyone knows yeah. the Lakers, and have a guy from Saginaw, Michigan, be coaching that team. It just lets you know that anything can happen, people. You from that city, anything is possible. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Darvin Ham. I think it's gonna work. I think as a former player, being with with Darvin Ham, he will be able to get that. Pull out of AD, that aggressive, get in the paint. He's going to get that out of Anthony Davis, I believe. He's got to do something to help him stay healthy, too, man. 
Anthony Day to Day Davis, keep that man healthy. There you go, Day to Day Davis. Unbelievable. I will also say this: I love to see assistant coaches promoted rather than bringing an old coach that's been around multiple teams. You're just trying for the same thing. They never won a title. Type of coach (laughs) gets to the second round and is out, and then you're like, maybe it'll change with us. Mike D'Antoni is not going to (laughs) change. Let me tell you now, it's not going to change. So bring an assistant. Budenholzer is is a good coach. He has struggles with adjustments, so maybe Darvin Ham is the guy that can actually make those adjustments. Maybe he was telling him, hey, you got to make these adjustments. <laughs> Bud never did them, but yeah. he's coming from a really good team that knows how to win. That's good. That's what you want. Winning culture coach, assistant coach, ready for his opportunity. Uh, and then you got one more, Paolo Bancaro. What yeah. did he do? He ripped thunder? He did, Paolo Bancaro. So What's I he think, doing? I think Paolo Bancaro, he's from the Seattle area or okay. at some point was living in the Seattle area. And we all know the, the Seattle area used to have a team, you know what I'm saying, the Seattle mm-hmm. Supersonics. You know what I'm saying? Bring back the Supersonics, baby. Yep. That, that that gold and here, here. and that yellow. I mean, that yeah, that yellowish the gold green and, and green. Green gold, whatever it was, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got to bring that back for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's from Seattle. And so he grew up Seattle Supersonics fan. And so when they moved to Oklahoma City and became the Thunder, he wasn't a huge fan of that. Interesting. And you know the Oklahoma City Thunder got the number two pick yes. in the NBA oh, draft. No. So what here is Buddy Powell. over here doing right now? Is he dropping his draft stock? Does he not want to, you know, not want to be there? Because Paolo, man, I hate to break it to you, big dog, but I don't think you're going number one. So you might need to be trying to go number two as Oklahoma oh, City Thunder. That would be amazing. Because, like – That's why he's trying to rip him. He's like, please don't draft me. You know I'm, I'm going to absolutely tear you a new one. You know what I'm saying? You feel out here trying to rip the team that might draft you. Oh, no. Number two, man. I don't know, man. You're right there. He's playing with fire. Going number one. Right. I don't, think going, I don't think you're going to Orlando. <laughs> so you might be wilding out here, bud. Oh, <laughs> no. the team that could potentially draft you. Uh, game of the week. Ooh, Before we go – WNBA time. Well, no, we ain't even going to do WNBA. Last week it was WNBA. Time. Last week it was yeah. WNBA, and we didn't do so well. But oh, it's no. okay, though. You know Still saying? over 500. The Sparks let us down. You know what I'm saying? I Still was, swimming I was not, above water. I was not pleased with them. And they haven't been playing well this WNBA season. I'm not happy about that. But we're going we gonna to go back to the WNBA well next week. Don't even trip. You know what I'm saying? We're not even worried. The Storm took care of business last week, but the Sparks didn't. So NBA Finals edition. This is what we're going to roll with. I'm saying this is what we doing. Parlay player time. Baby. Oh, here come the glasses. Sunglasses so are on. Parlay player. I'm saying game one NBA finals. Damn. You know what I like? Mm. You know I don't like the Warriors to win the whole thing, but it gotta yeah. go seven. You gotta go. It does. So in order for it to go seven, they gotta win a couple games. Got to win at least three, right? It's true. So I like them to at least come out for game one. The Golden State Warriors to win game one on the money line. And then to also go with the under. Now, see, I never do the over under total, but I was feeling you're feeling I was feeling you're myself feeling this under. morning. Two top defenses, two top defenses. I'm like, let's roll with the under. So I'm rolling with the under team total points for the game, and then I'm also rolling with the Golden State Warriors to take care of business in Chase Center for game. Look at that one. They that. have no business. They get it done. Now, game two, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I know after game two, Jason Tatum averaged about 30 points a game coming off a loss so game one at least go to state warriors take care of business i like it i like the little parlay action too the Every warriors time, money line in the saying? under you gotta put the shades on folks you know what i'm saying parlay player club you know what i'm saying i'm ceo you know what i'm saying vp right outside the door chief yeah man i'm trying to get my man i gotta get in i gotta he do a parlay he want to get in hey he maybe i'll be able to parlay like that club he like the single club 
You see, he in there for the singles. Single club in more than one way. <laughs> he in the single club. He in the single club. You feel me? He in the parlay. He don't like a lot of people around him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He, he like the VIP room bets. by himself. Yeah, yeah, a little single bet action going on. You know, it's the life. You love to see I it. I can't believe it. You going to get on this wave by Maybe, the maybe the this is the game. This is the game. I'll, the I'll get summer. my own we'll sunglasses. See. They're in the car. My sunglasses in the car that's in the shop right now. So I don't have access to them in the moment. But when I get the car back... I'll get a pair of sunglasses and I'll be in the club. One game parlay, same game parlay, something. You know, even if it's only three legs, man, we ain't looking for nothing too crazy out of you. No, I yeah. promise three you. Three legs, not. I do three legs. Because we are eight that's leg doable. dog, big dog. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Nine, that's 10, that's the saying? adults. That's... I'm still at the kids' table here for the, for the parlay <laughs> players club. And that's going to conclude this edition of Points in the Paint Podcast, NBA Finals Edition. Do not forget, folks, 773 273. 9088 call for the voicemail line let us know who you think is going to win the NBA finals who's going to be the key x factor who's going to you know draft your fa- draft a player to your favorite team in NBA draft whatever it is free agency whatever you want to talk about you let us know you leave us that voicemail follow us on twitter at points paint facebook as well make sure you follow on youtube subscribe to the channel subscribe wherever you uh, listen to podcasts as well whether it's apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast points in the paint podcast will be available for you ita inside the association with my boy cam smith who will be on the podcast next week We'll be running a three-man weave with him, but he runs the three-man weave with Pat Garrity and Sham Sharania, and they just had a special guest, Jose Alvarado. They had him on the podcast. Great we gotta show. Get some, yeah, we got to find out what they were talking about and get, and get some of that get some of that audio on the, uh, on the podcast yeah. for next week. A little off-season action. Yeah. Love it. Some good debate topics. Good debate topics. Brandon Ingram stuff going on. Yeah, we'll I, was, I was feeling it. I was like, I got some hot takes on that team, too, coming up for this off-season. So you do not want to miss that at all. My boy Michael Felder, he got that podcast. He has two. He got the what? The Hands in the Dirt. Hands in the Dirt and Tape Don't Lie. Hands in the Dirt and the Tape Don't Lie. You do not want to miss those with our main man, Michael Felder, talking all things football as those seasons are getting closer and closer around the corner and you'll hear from us next week.